Welcome to Open House, the podcast all about having those difficult conversations. Ever had to hash out funeral plans with your terminally ill mum? Or ask if your dad is really your dad? We have, and we want to chat all about it. Join me, Clancy, and me, Mel, as we open up and get into some nitty gritty details. Like therapy, but cheaper. This is Open House. Oh, it's recording. It's totally recording. Great. Hello, everyone. Hi. I need to stop starting the podcast like that. <laughs> no, I think you should keep doing it. Maybe I'll do it too. Maybe. Hello, Hello everyone. everyone. Oh, that's Hello, fantastic. Hello, everybody. My name is Jean. Mel, the job has ended. I'm so sorry. Rude. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been six months, God damn it. Um, hi Mel. Hi Clancy, how are you? I'm good, I'm excited because we just had the most magical guest on. We did. What was that guest's name, Clancy? <gasps> oh stop, I can't say his last name. <laughs> I, I made Mel, in the recording, you'll hear in a second, I made Mel um, say his last name because I was worried I was going to screw it up. Um, Bobby Windybank, smashed it, Um, lockdown legend, me, Mel and uh, Sammy who was living with us over lockdown Um, and Lockie too, Lockie was smashing out, my brother Lockie, Uh, we were all smashing out um, Bob's incredible workouts during lockdown, he did them every single day free of charge on Instagram live um, and that's when we we first got introduced to him. Yep and since then he's become a massive legend and um just his, since then just since then no joking <laughs> always been a legend um but no uh his social media and um instagram has taken off with these brilliant workouts um and just to say that he can be found on instagram um at bobulus which is b-o-b-a-l-u-s and that's bobby's bakery um but yeah it's amazing the workouts are great um so, so hardcore. So hard. I've never sweated so much in my life. No, so neither have I. Um, yeah. Bakery themed as well, which is fun. Oh, it's so fun. And yeah, he's got, so he's got an online platform now. So it's really decked out. I think he's doing, he's doing widescreen. And yes. um, so you can get that for as little as £25 a month. So if you are interested, do check it out. It's Bobby's Bakery. Um, yeah, so we've got a fabulous recording um, with him, which we're so excited to show you. So excited to share. Um, and yeah, um, we've put a lot of love and a lot of thought into this podcast. We're having a brilliant time um, getting to meet some wonderful people and having some brilliant conversations. Um, so if y'all are enjoying it and liking what you hear, then feel free to share it with someone you love or people that you don't love, whatever. Um, Share it with all of the people so that they can um, get involved too. And hopefully we can, yeah, start breaking down some of these walls and some conversations that people are maybe a little bit too worried or scared about having. Um, You know, we don't have all the answers, but we're hoping that this is going to yeah, just make that those conversations a little bit easier to have. Open those houses. Open those houses. Um, you yeah. completely, yeah, we put a lot of um, love and effort into the podcast. So if you want to join in the fun, give us a cheeky follow at Open House Pod. Woo! Woo! <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Today we are interviewing lockdown legend, whoop whoop, Bobby Windbang. Woo! 
Hey. Bobby is an actor and personal trainer. He's appeared in shows such as Rock of Ages, Guys and Dolls, and Thoroughly Modern Millie. As a PT, he works at Sweat It London, Engine Room, and Equinox. Most recently, Bobby set up Bobby's Bakery and provided free workouts every day on Instagram over lockdown. He also ran fundraiser workouts for Show Racism, The Red Card. Now he's got a full online workout platform which you can subscribe to for as little as 25 quid a month. Please welcome Bobby! Oh yeah, that's my entire life just laid out there, cool. Boom. You're welcome. With my my lisp, at drama school, my singing teacher said I had the lisp and I was like, I don't. And now I was like, subscribe. I say it's the braces, you can take them out now, honey. Um. Right, so um, usually to kick things off, we do um, uh, two truths and a lie. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. We thought we'd start with a game. Oh, not a game. Uh, Gotta keep it fun. Um, you ready? Um, I, think, I think I am. Okay. I think I Doesn't am. Doesn't need to be groundbreaking. Oh, God, Don't worry. God, I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> no! Getting that sweat, I'm getting a sweat on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who needs workouts for Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just to come up with two truths and a lie. Yeah, so. Okay, over to you. Um, okay. I have a degree in music production. I'm allergic to alcohol. And I put Marmite on absolutely everything. Oh, they're dead good. Oh, okay. Delivered with a fantastic poker face. Oh. I think music production is true because you just talked about logic and you said it's good. And if you didn't, if you haven't done music up until like a specific point, I don't think you'd know or care. But then again, you would know about that. So I'm going to say I think music production is a lie because I think you probably have a degree in something similar or you dabble in music production. And so maybe you're, mm. maybe you've extrapolated mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. about yourself. Oh no, yeah, that's true. But Marmite's grim, so I want to say Marmite just um, for the bounce. What are you going with then? That we put Marmite on everything, so if you do, the door is that way. Checking! <laughs> 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 yeah, sure, you don't put Marmite on everything. You probably put it on lots of stuff, but not everything. Let's be real. So, the lie is of course I don't put Marmite on everything. Marmite is uh, the devil's yes! fruit. Yes! Oh my god, yes! That is say. pure evil. It is so bad. Your sister clung. I've lost out so badly. No, she probably didn't. She probably made you try Vegemite. Yeah, that's bad as well. All of it's terrible. It's all bad. It should all be banned. <sighs> okay. Okay. I feel. I feel a lot better now. I was worried that I was gonna have to ask you. So no, joking. <laughs> I've got Vegemite in the cupboard. I love it. I'm. A, I'm Australian. And Vegemite, we just buckets and buckets. And buckets. Oh, yeah. My wife um, lived in Australia for a long time and she loves Vegemite. Did she? Well. Where yeah. did she live? Uh, Perth. Oh, oh, never hear that one. Everyone's always like, yeah, Sydney, I lived in Bondi for a year. Um, <laughs> now I only eat acai bowls and, and swim every day at 6 a.m. <laughs> so funny. So you do have a degree in music production? I do, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, from Leeds College of Music. Amazing. When did you fit that in? Yeah. So I did that like right at the very beginning after I finished my A-levels because um, uh, I didn't technically train as a performer um, I, was, I wasn't very but it's like a long long story but I wasn't very well so I went and did a music degree instead music production so wow. nothing cool. leads That's and then amazing. came back and then went nah you know what I'll do some dancing <laughs> 
Um, so I'm excited because we've spoken briefly about topics, mm. but then I don't know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like on the edge of our on the edge of our seat. So do you want to do you want to just let's get going? What's your first difficult conversation that you've had? Uh, so the first difficult conversation was, I mean, it's been a recent one, is over launching the bakery as a kind of paid platform. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, I went back and forth on it so much because I, I loved setting it up and it was never meant to be anything. The bakery yeah. was never meant to be anything. It just kind of happened yeah. and then I was doing it. And then I got to a point, I was like, because I thought, okay, initially lockdown's going to be like three weeks, fine. I can do three weeks. Yeah. Be fine. Then six weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks. I was like, by the end of 12 weeks, I was like, oh, I have done a lot of exercises. Um, and like, I was starting to see like other people kind of branch off and charge. Like a lot of people have been charging the whole way through. Um, but it would, to me, it wasn't about doing that. It wasn't about charging loads of money and making loads of money. It was just about helping people it was about like helping myself and I had something to get up and do every day it was about having that little community that I had going on I loved it um but it got to a point where I was like I can't physically carry on doing this every single day because it's just too much I've done like months of work in a row um I, I got to that point I was like people were speaking to me and contacting me and being like what are you going to do after lockdown with the bakery? Is it going to carry on? Um, so I'd kind of been thinking about it, but then I was like, I'm in this situation where I don't want to feel like, I don't want other people to feel like I'm taking advantage of them in that situation. Mm. Um, but also vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, that. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I just, I, I hate, I hate any kind of, confrontation I hate any kind of talk about money anything like that just stresses me out I will avoid it like the plague Mm. I like to just have a nice like easy life and just carry (laughs) on and not have to worry about things but I had to make a decision about that and it was um it was one of those things it was a weird situation because obviously um I worked for another gym that had set up an online paid thing as well Uh. so then it's a then it's that kind of conversation of, well, am I treading on their toes by doing it? Or is that, again, vice versa, are they treading on my toes by mm. having used me to that point to kind of sell their product? So it was it, it was a really tough, com- tough conversation that I had to have with myself and with my wife and with my friends and just be like, what do I do? Like, do I, do I stop? Do I stop? Because that was an option. I could have just gone, you know what, That's I've done all the lives, guys. Peace out. <laughs> Go enjoy your days. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like that was the, that was the easy way out. And like, normally I would have absolutely taken that. Mm-hmm. I would have gone, you know what, the easiest thing for me to do right now is, it's been fun, it's been great, but I need to, I need to bow out of this. Um, but I thought, you know, what, I am actually going to do it, and then and then comes the conversation of how much do I charge? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. how much do you charge? Because I don't know. Like, you could you could sign in for batteries and be being paid like fifteen pounds a class for online. Or, <laughs> oh, wait, is that wait is that what they're doing online? I mean, it was it was something like that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> batteries no instructors 
do not berries. come for me. I know you're all topless. I know you're all ripped. Do not come for me. Lay this on open house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I know like like Barry's were charging a lot. Some of the places were charging a lot. Um, and yeah, it was like it was thinking, oh, how do I how do I price this? And then mm. I, I to be honest, I have no idea how I even came up with the price that I came up with. Um, it just seemed I just kind of went with how much will people not mind parting with? Like, yeah. what's the price that people go? Oh, you know what? That's fine. Like, yeah. that's, I don't I don't need to like think about that. That's just a an amount of money that isn't gonna bother people yeah and also i again i didn't want to take advantage of people like everyone is going through a tough time and everyone is struggling like everyone's struggling with everything, everything. yeah so, all of the things so i just i don't know it was just so complicated the whole decision making yeah. process was so complicated I think it's difficult as well. I don't know if you feel this, but as a freelancer especially, you hear a lot, you see a lot on Twitter and social media about especially creative freelancers or freelancers in general not um, being paid adequately for their time yeah. or not wanting to, as you say, bother people for, the, for money um, that will be paying you for your skills, yeah. um, essentially. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that's something that you like, well, obviously it seems that that was a thing that you felt, but yeah, I just think that that makes it very difficult when it, you're trying to do this It does make it very difficult. And I think that the same thing happened with people who were performing over lockdown, like yeah. people were doing stuff for free, doing so concerts and stuff free for free. Stuff. Yeah. Then comes the point where you then go, oh no, actually I do need to be paid for the thing that I've trained my life to do. Yeah. yeah. And you're all of a sudden in a position where they go, no, you know what? It's okay. I don't want to. Yeah. So I wanted to avoid that situation as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Can so, I ask, what's yeah. the, um, what's the kind of response been like? Were there, like, was it buried? Like, I, I think I saw one post. There was one. On Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> what a knob. Yeah. Like one guy being like, um, how dare you leave us after this time. I was like, this guy has literally been doing hit workouts every yeah. day. Like, and also, you don't owe anyone anything. No. Like, you don't. Like, and also, you're you're putting so much knowledge and so much, like, of yourself, like, yeah. out there anyway. Like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. What was I, it like? I think, um, <laughs> do you know what? It was, it was very, very positive. It was very positive. Um, there was that one... Not there bad. was that one comment that really got to me. That really upset me. No. Um, yeah, I just... I Like, I the, the last thing I want anyone to ever think is that I'm taking advantage of them. Um... And like that person, I think that person went wildly overboard, calling me like a disgrace to humankind. And, like, what? I was like, you have gone way too far. All I was doing was some hit workouts. Like, Calm down. <laughs> um, I mean, very good hit workouts at that. Let's be honest, but still, yeah. but not quite disgrace to humankind. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why that happened. But what was lovely was the response to that was the number of people who just stepped up and just got on my Insta was just like hammering, obviously not like in a nasty way, but just like coming to my defense mm. against that. Um, so that made me feel a lot better about the whole kind of situation. Because yeah. um, it's like a proper community. Yeah, I mean, like it you, was, you created a community essentially. It was great. Can I ask, mm. 
how did you come up with all of the fantastic names and like because you've created a brand like you know yeah. like I was in the house talking to my brother being like are you baked do you know what I mean like you've created yeah. a brand it's yeah. incredible like did was that something that happened organically or yeah I mean totally like I so basically <laughs> I kind of all stemmed from um I was just joking around with uh, one of my friends at one of the places that I work and I was joking around about triceps looking like croissants is where this all came oh, from. Oh, I, I thought that you actually did baking on the side. No, but I mean, I mean in lockdown, yeah. I, in lockdown, I baked probably more than I worked out. Um, so, but, but yeah, like it all came kind of naturally from that conversation to then me being in, this is all pre-lockdown, me being in my sweater classes on the mic, joking about baking, joking about I'm the baker, I'm going to bake your croissants. <laughs> Let's get them buttery. And like, because at that point, like, there was, it was that conversation that happened in like one random class that had like three people in that were all my like regular, regular people. So I knew I could just joke around with them and it would be fine. Yeah. And like, they loved it. They went crazy for it. They were loving it. They wrote it. We've got this wall in Sweat It where in the toilets where you can write on the walls. And somebody wrote, like, massively Bobby's Bakery, <gasps> serving every Wednesday fresh croissants. Um, Genius. But then I didn't even plan on taking that through into these workouts. Like, the workouts just came from me being asked by Sweat It to do one workout for on my, on my Instagram for them, just for the members. And yeah. I was like, yeah, cool, I'll do it. Got to the end of that workout, and I was like... Um, it's like, guys, should we anybody want to do that again? Do, do we want to do more of these workouts? People were like, by that point, it was like 13 people in the class. People were like, yeah, let's do it again. I was like, okay, cool. Same time tomorrow? Let's do it. And then that just kept happening. And then like that kept happening. And then I started the joke again about the croissants, just unintentionally just talking about it. And then somehow I ended up at the bakery. And really? somehow it is what it has become it's brilliant um, i think i started doing it maybe third weekend maybe yeah. oh so early doors yeah early doors but, in the like, but even then like i remember the first time and i heard like um right guys we're gonna get baked in a bottom oven top oven and i was like what <laughs> is he oven. talking about and then like within like three days i was like this is amazing like yeah. it's a cult <laughs> it, yeah, is. it is it really is like i've seen some of the merch in the wild and it kills me every time i see it in like, the, oh in the, that's really that's nice so it was amazing like i just saw i can't remember where i was i think i was at another i was at another studio and just in the changing room was the bottle sat on the side and i was like it's me oh my god you're like <laughs> I'm famous. What is going on? It's my face <laughs> on a bottle in that's this room. That's way cool though. That's brilliant. That's um, so cool. And I'm glad you did have that conversation, I guess, with your client base. Mm. Um, yeah. Because it wouldn't have been right for you to keep putting yourself on a limb and also yeah. like putting your body under stress and also yeah. your finances under yeah. stress for a service that people aren't paying for. Mm. No. Um, and I thought it was, it was important. It was important to me to have that conversation with everybody so that, that's why I did it on Instagram I was like guys I put it out there I was like guys what do you want yeah do you want this to carry on do you want to pay do you want me to stop like to just tell me yeah have this conversation with me and let's like do it as 
a team and like move forward from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Was there, was a consensus that people wanted to for the like for the most part or was it yeah. quite mixed? Uh, I would say in terms of money and I would say in general most people wanted it to carry on. Well, I'd say everyone wanted it to carry on and mm-hmm. most people wanted to pay for it to carry on. Yeah. So yeah. after I heard that I was like, okay, yeah. Okay, that's the thing that people want to do. So mm. let's get amongst it. Great. Sweet. That's amazing. Um Right, so that brings us to our second conversation. <laughs> the second one, the second one is a conversation I've had many times. Oh, um, and it's spectacularly awful every single time. Um, is that a breakup? Is that a breakup? It's not a breakup. Oh. Do you know what? I've, my breakups have, by and large, been pretty chilled. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, apart from one. Oh. Where she tried to jump out of the car. <gasps> what? That, that one didn't go so well. And that if you're listening, ne- Bobby's ex-girlfriend, please make yourself not <laughs> so that we can get you. We on want the to interview you. Yeah. Tell us about that. Thank you. Oh my Yikes. god. Yeah. That one I was never want smoothest. a girlfriend to jump out of the car. Take note, future <laughs> ones. What? what? I was like, maybe I'll slow down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, just, <laughs> just a, a tiny, just a, touch, just a tiny bit. So she just gets a graze, but not broke any. Yeah, yeah, we don't want any, we don't want any breaks. <laughs> Preferably on some grass. Yeah, like, maybe it's going go towards the verge. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that took a detour. No, that, that, took a, that was an intense. That was an intense conversation. Yeah. I don't remember. That was so long ago. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> that was so long ago. Oh. But yeah, she tried to jump out of the car. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that from that reaction, she didn't want to hear what you had to say. Yeah. No, I don't feel like she knew it was coming. Oh somehow. no! I thought she did know it was coming, but perhaps she didn't. Oh dear! And, and from that day forth, you've never broken up with anyone in a moving vehicle no, ever again. Never, <laughs> never in a moving vehicle. No. Only, only in stationary. That's why it's gone yes. so well yeah. since then. Yeah, because right? I've not been driving when yeah, I've been doing it. Right. <laughs> That's you know, the advice that we're taking away from this podcast, yeah. everyone. <laughs> I'm going off on tangent. You know what? <laughs> the, the, somebody once broke up with me over the radio. What? Yeah, somebody somebody rang a radio station. Stop it. Saying they wanted to break up with me. Her name was Leanne. Leanne, if you're listening. <laughs> this um, has turned into a confessional. Maybe we should change our oh, branding. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what? So it was like specifically this person, Leanne. Leanne. Hello. Yeah. Um, was I want to break up with Bobby and this is how I'm gonna or were they or was it just a general combo? No, no, she rang in specifically <laughs> because she wanted to break up with me. They rang me. <laughs> I was gonna say, but you just happened to be listening. I didn't answer, but I was listening to the radio. Um I'm dying to know what this is. Yeah, please tell us. We've taken a massive, a massive detail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not your um, no, the same one is it's, it's like a breakup. Huh. It's breaking up with your agent. Yeah, yes. Breaking up with your agent. When was the first move that you made? So, the first move I made was probably like a year and a half after I signed my first agent. Mm-hmm. Um, like the agent that I signed with was amazing, such a great agent, like massive agency. Um, he was brilliant. But I, at that point, wasn't ready to have such a good agent because right. I kind of because I'd not come straight from uh, like uh, like a theatre college into performing mm. because I'd gone this roundabout way of coming back to it. Um, 
I did, basically, I did, oh God, I did a uh, reality TV show and I got an agent off the back of the reality TV show. Great. <laughs> um, and so I got a really good agent. So I was like, this is cool, fantastic, great. I was not ready for that. I was not ready for the level of auditions he was getting me. He was getting me like great auditions that I was going in and screwing every single one up. Mm. And I was like, this is fantastic, but I need, you need to get me in for some like smaller stuff. Let me build to that. Mm. Like that stuff will be great in like just a year or two. Too much just, pressure, yeah, too soon. Just, just yeah. too much all round. So I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to work. Like mm. I got one job with him at that point, um, which was a panto which was great, which is amazing. And thanks to him, because that was the panto I met my wife on. So oh. I, so that was fantastic. Um, and then, so I met one, my wife and she was with uh, this other agent and obviously he came to see it and like I got chatting to him and just from like the way he was with her, I was like, you would be a much better fit for me. So... I was like, you know what, I think I need to make the move. Mm. Like after like a year and a half, I was like, I need to back off from this and kind of take a step down, not necessarily a step down, but a different step mm. to kind of get into a better position for me that was going to get me into the room for the right things. Mm. And how did you how okay. did you go about that? Was it, did you have the conversation with the agent that you were sort of with first? Or, because obviously you've made this, sort of making this connection with like a new person. Yeah, yeah, how did you? So this is the thing. This is what everybody struggles with. This is the, <laughs> this is the one. And you never know whether this is going to be the right way to do it or not, is whether you could speak to your agent or the new agent first. Mm. And I've heard from various people, like both have done both things and it's always gone spectacularly wrong whether they've done yeah. it one way or the other. <laughs> it's just a minefield. It's a minefield. Depend who it is, kind of the situation. Mm. In this scenario, I approached my agent first right. this time, um, and I was just really honest with him. I'm an absolute coward, so I just emailed him, because <laughs> the thought of having the conversation on the phone or in person, and I know some people are like, oh yeah, I need to go have that conversation with them in person mm -hmm. so I can get my view across. I'm like, nope, no, I'm just going to email them, and I can write everything down, and it's going to be fine. Because then it's not, yeah. But then what happens is then you send the email. And, and then they ring email, you. And, and, well, or there's just silence. Oh, and you're like, no. oh God. And that feeling, like the second you send that email and then you're like, just going to wait for a reply. Just going to wait for a reply. Time goes and you're like, oh God, oh God. Is this the end of my career? Is I this the end of my life? I'm, like, I'm, I'm so on edge right now. It's awful. And then, and then they call you and you're like, oh no, now I've got to pick up. <laughs> now I've got to have this conversation. What, what happened? Yeah. It was actually fine. That first one was um, absolutely fine. Okay. The first one was fine. What did he like, say? Like when you, when you picked up the phone, because like you obviously know what you're going to talk about. It's a lot of people yeah. who are like, hi, hi, how are you? Yeah, fine. How are you? Like, yeah. what did he say? He was like, it was pretty straightforward. He was like, let's just get down to it. I, he was actually like, I understand. I totally understand why you want to move. Mm. So you need to do what you need to do. Amazing. Um, and just play out your notice period with us and then sign with whoever you want. Um, and he kind of sent me on with his blessing. So that first one was fine. The first one was fine. Like, but still horrific at the same time. Like it came out a good way, but just 
the tension that surrounds that moment is awful. Mm. It's awful. God, it's absolutely like a breakup. Mm. Well, it is a relationship at the yeah. end of the day. And, you know, usually you, you know, choosing an agent in the first place is such like a big deal because you want to, you want to be with someone and put your trust in someone literally sounds like a relationship be with someone and put your trust in someone that is going to mimic your views and your values yeah. and you're going to you know reciprocate that as well and it is and it is like a partnership as much as you know you're mm. working for them as they're working for you and all of yeah. that so yeah. yeah and it's so personal like what we so do oh yeah so personal yeah and so I, vulnerable i had um i had a job that i didn't get and like, you know, like it gets to the point, it's like a building block, isn't it? Usually mm. you're like, fine, I'm fine, next, fine, fine, fine. And then I had one that I'd like, I'd been a part of the, the developmental project. Right. And then I didn't get cast in the show because I fucked it. It wasn't, it wasn't them being like, no, nah, we don't want it. It was, I got so excited yeah, yeah. that I just, I was everywhere. I was, and as you can probably tell me, I have to ground before auditions because otherwise, yeah. shut up. Because <laughs> otherwise I'm like, lovely to meet you. I'm going to get a ticket to be here making like the most stupid jokes. So That's that, that, that I was on a, together. I was on a level. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, I was, it it's it's all about balance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I was manic and I didn't get it. And I spent half an hour on the phone <clears throat> just crying. And, and yeah, to Jess, shout out to Jess. And Jess <laughs> big up Jess. Big up Jess. And, no, and Jess was just like, Jess was like, right, so we get like, we'll, we'll, we've got building blocks of how we can improve, but also you're doing great. You're doing yeah. great and we're not going anywhere. Like, and it was like a, that thing of like, you know, your mum being like, and I'm here for you and it's going to be fine. And it's like so infantile because oh, it just yeah. means so much. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, so it's such an important relationship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's huge, and I think like once you find once you find the right agent, it's like magic, and you're like, oh, okay, this this is how it fe- like exactly how it feels to have the right agent, which I do now, and I love Yay. my current agent. Oh, Shout yeah. out Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. Um, yes, Hugo. Uh, yeah. So. So what was the one that went badly? Ah. Oh, uh, uh, so it was the second one. It was the second one, the one I moved to. That went terribly. Just like I did, I think I followed the exact same pattern as the first one. Thought it was going to go really smoothly. Mm. Like I'd been more, I'd been more successful with this guy, so actually it had kind of worked. But then I was doing a show, doing a show with. This guy, <laughs> oh, trying to say this without saying names is difficult, but um, I'm going to keep to that. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. So I don't get any hate mail. Um, and we don't get any hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing a show with um, this director and he's also an agent. Um, and like I've done a few shows Conflict with of interest much. Well, yeah. Which yeah. then kind of reared its head later on right. with that agent. Um but yeah, he was a director and an agent as well. Um, and like, I got on really well with him as a director. Like he got the, absolutely got the best out of me. Like one of the best directors I've worked with. So loved kind of that experience um, of working with him. And then he was like, oh, why don't you come join my agency? Because you would be great. Um, and I was like, okay. Put it to the back burner. was like, I'm not going to think about that. Mm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Went back, was still with my agent, kind of trucking along. How Auditions got quiet. Sorry? Like three years, maybe. Okay, cool. 
yeah, about three years I was with the second one. Um, and like things were going okay, but they started to get quiet, like auditions were quietening down and yeah. And then he kind of, what I could, what I could get from my first agent, I then couldn't get from him, which was at that point I needed to be started to get seen for the bigger things that I was then ready for. And he couldn't get me in the room for those. Um, so I was like, okay, I think I need to make a change again. This was like a few months after I'd worked with that director. I was like, okay. So I emailed him. This time I did it the other way. I emailed him and went, look, I'm thinking about leaving my agent. Would you be interested in taking me on again? And he was like, absolutely, yes. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, that means I'm going to have that conversation again. Oh, God. <laughs> Round two. And this time it was like an, a full-on breakup. Like, I got, like, the phone calls of being like, how dare you? I've worked everything for you. Like, just awful. Like, genuinely, I, I, I liken it massively to a breakup. It's like it's like that girl trying to get out of my car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the kind of moment. And it was, yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. Um, and I think it was kind of rough because it had come off the back of a few of their clients had done the same so I think like there was a, a vibe at that point mm. um they were probably worried and like defensive yeah. almost yeah, yeah. their like ability they to become provide. very defensive yeah. um by and large uh in that situation and like I always every single time even if I think it's a horrible um working relationship or whatever I would all I would never ever tell them that I would never be like I hate you being my agent or I don't think you're very good or I would always play it like we've had a great run I've loved it's like a, it's like a carbon copy email that I've, like, I've sent to them <laughs> it's like we've had a great run thank it's you so much you've been fantastic oh yeah ready to go don't worry Hugo it's not ready for you uh, love you, <laughs> we love you Hugo um, yeah so that that one was rough that was a really again they called me I did the email again and they no. called me. But then was it like angry yelling? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, and just wow. like, yeah. But what did, what do you think they expected you to do out of that if they were obviously yelling because they wanted to keep you, right? That was all. I, I don't really know. I think, I don't really know what their end game was right. with that. Like, I think they were just upset. Yeah. I think, I think it was just a genuine like emotion and emotional response to what had happened mm. um because we got on well and it was just yeah I think it was just the response to that so mm. I understand like I totally get it mm. I totally get that kind of response from them because they have to deal with so much mm. and yeah to like to know to know you're not wanted it's like us getting rejected for a job it's yeah. like yeah it's not a nice feeling, so I can I can completely get why they come, why some of them have come back like that. I for sure. I think this is the thing. It's like it's when the personalness of that relationship is a bad thing. It's, yeah. it's a, we 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 straddle the weirdest thing because it's we, it, they're yeah. meant to be professional and they yeah. are taking money from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and this is where I am, and my agents know. It, like I'm, if I want something, I ask for it because at the end of the day, if I get that job, I'm paying them for it. So, yeah. but it's. But then also at the same time, you're like, but I really like that person. I don't want to bother them. And I know they're going through that thing. And yeah. so we're, we, it's because the we want weird, both. We yeah. want both out of yeah. the agent. You want, well, I don't know. 
I know um, I've had this conversation with a few of sort of our friends or a few people sort of leaving drama school, whether they sort of want a very business-like um, relationship with their with their agent and they're sort of happy for them to do their mm. thing and get get the get the jobs and the auditions yeah. and then they'll come together like that. They don't really want them to be there sort of, you know, to, to do the crying on the phone if you, if you, that's what okay. you Yeah, I get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like some people, no, we love that. No, but yeah, I've spoken to some people that really want that and they want that level of pers- like, yeah, personal interaction and some, and some people don't, but you're right. It is a very, very fine line and a very <laughs> difficult <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> very difficult thing to balance because if you want that, it's like, when it does turn sour or when you do ask for something that's too much or you want to leave, then you have to Ask deal for with too much, me and never. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But yeah, you've got to deal with the repercussions of that. No, no. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, so that, do you have a, a third conversation? Because I know we only talked about two, but do you have a third one that you, that you want to... I don't have any approach? specific conversations. Um... I was thinking, I, like, I was really racking my brains. Mm. I was like... You're like, what do I find difficult to talk about? What, have I, what difficult conversations have I had? And I just, like, I was thinking about this last night. I, like, I used to work and do loads of promo. And I did a, um, I did a promo job for, for um, a uh, cancer charity. Ah. Oh. And it was, we were dancing chefs. Oh. Yeah. So, like, we were like walking around all these different cities like leafleting for this charity mm. but also like every so often just stopping we had like a portable barbecue with a speaker in it and we had to <laughs> pop it down put on the ketchup song and Stop. do a dance to it and that created so many uncomfortable conversations <laughs> over that summer yeah. like every single conversation I had was awful it was awful because it was either it was either people coming to me with like heart wrenching stories about their family or about them having cancer or having beaten cancer or having lost someone's cancer, or it was people coming at me being like, "You're a disgrace for what you're doing. Um, these cancer charities are just money making machines. They're businesses." I, I, we didn't have a single like I must have spoken to thousands of people, and there wasn't a single conversation that was in any way nice mm. it was all uncomfortable it was all awful um yeah that just immediately my mind went back to that and I was like that's probably not the best topic of conversation no that's but really it was like, interesting it was just like people's reactions to to that scenario is mm. crazy did they equip you well with like the information and knowledge as to how to if someone were to say these charities are money making etc mm. etc yeah did they like arm you well with that kind of, or did you have that no i i made the kind of the purpose of uh, i went and found out some information <laughs> as much yeah. as i could we weren't armed with that which was a shame mm. but i went and did a bit of research I was like i need to i need to have something in my corner to defend mm. like it, i can't just like brush them aside because mm. they're not going to they're not going to let that happen they yeah. they if they're willing to approach me to have that conversation then they are up for a fight yeah well, yeah, because they're coming at coming at you with like literal ammo anyway, and it's yeah. more so they're making statements. Yeah. They're saying this this particular thing does this. What are you gonna do about yeah. it? That's um, yeah. That's I find that yeah, it's really really interesting. And like I was like, <clears throat> guys, look at me. I'm dressed like a chef. I've got a portable barbecue with a speaker in it. 
what do you think I do here? Do you think I'm in charge? Do you think I'm the one pulling the strings? Am I, am I the one making the money here? Because I don't think I am. <laughs> so you had that side of conversations where people were like, no, 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 no. In terms of having conversations with people that had had that experience or um, or like about their, you know, they were sort of coming to you with what stories about their family and stuff? Like yeah. How, how, how did those conversations sort of happen and what, what did you do in that situation? I feel like a lot of people were just desperate to talk about it. Right, yeah. I think they just saw that we were there and they wanted to mm. speak to somebody who wasn't close to them and just mm. tell them everything. Like just yeah. like open out and just pour it out on us. Um, which was like in some respects incredible like mm. some of the conversations and some of the stories I heard were like amazing and heartbreaking and it was a real experience but it was also so draining to hear that like constantly because yeah. I did this for like three months and it was oh, just wow. like every single day was a slog of hearing these horrible stories mm. and yeah I think people just wanted to talk mm. um so I tried to as much as possible just listen Mm. and just kind of let them just say what they wanted to say mm. um but yeah it was some awkward and rough conversations in there yeah. it's amazing how many people want an outlet who don't have one yeah yeah that's that's what i found obviously you said you had like what thousands of conversations i find that fascinating obviously they would have just seen somebody that was like affiliated to what would have been like to call it general like cancer charities mm. and they see that and then they go ah well this is the you know mm. the, the jam in the middle of the bread i can go to that yeah. i don't know how people who do it though who work in those environments full-time though no. like, oh yeah are they I, like switchboard kind of services like you know sort of like anon- anonymous kind of calling there services. will be i'm sure yeah there are there yeah. are yeah that that i would imagine is very difficult when oh, you're just I mean, sort of getting fed information all the time and that's all you're hearing like yeah. that kind of level of like anguish and pain is like horrible to hear on a constant basis i don't yeah. know how, I, you're right i don't know how people like that do it mm. it's not something that i could do no um yeah i was thinking about this the other day i mean here's my sad cancer story um my mum passed away of cancer right. and um but i was thinking the other day about her hosp- the people who work at her hospice because i was thinking about how fucking kick-ass awesome my mum was right to the very end yeah. and like they all loved her at hospice so i can't imagine having all these cool lovely people at the end of their life coming in and then you're losing them every six weeks every four yeah. like it must be horrific mm. yeah absolutely i suppose they get and they get so close to them so quickly yeah yeah yeah, because you're spending a lot of time, especially if it is kind of like palliative sort of care, you know, and it's it's every it's every day. Again, you're building a relationship with this person that you're yeah. losing what X amount of times per day for however many people. Go on. My mum's physiotherapist. She was trying to set me up with him. <gasps> I remember ah, this. Yes, she was I love like, that. She was like, "He's lovely. I need to ask if I need to ask if he's got a girlfriend." But Clancy, you need to get here and make sure you look nice. Um, and she bought um, she bought two hundred pounds worth of Gap Fit clothes to oh. use in physiotherapy because she was like I need some exercise gear I'm working hard on get, you know getting back into getting back into shape um, and when she died my dad had to pack up the gap fit clothes that I've never been 
Yeah, into like a suitcase and it was all like gap fit. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, like shopping to the very end. Oh, like, yeah. Love that. Your mum's a legend. Oh, she's though. such a legend. Actual legend. She, she, she was showing me her squats. Um, she would like hold onto the rail and it took yeah. her about 10 seconds to get down and 10 seconds to get up. And she'd be like, see, there you go, Clancy. I'm doing my work. And Julie next door, um, if she doesn't start doing her exercises, she's never going to get out of here. <laughs> Julie literally died three days later. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> literally, like her family, like at this, my mum had no social awareness. Like at this point, oh, my God. like my Julie's like family were like sat around her, like <laughs> solemnly holding her hand. And my mum was like, Julie is doing terrible squats. <laughs> Judging those squats. Yeah, literally. Julie has not done her bakery. Yeah, Julie is not. Uh, sweaty today. <laughs> Her croissants will be for Lambie. A huge thank you to Bobby, aka Bobolus, aka Lockdown Legend, aka Bakery Wizard, for coming and chatting to us on Open House. We loved your conversations and really appreciated it. Thank you so much. This has been Open House with Mel Lowe and Clancy Ryan. Music by Glenn Clark. <laughs>